Hello and welcome to the SBP podcast. This is episode 33, and I'm your host, Susie Botello. I don't know. That's the name of the film created by Pamela and Anthony Bradley from San Diego that was shot with an iPhone 6S Plus and was a part of our film festival this last April. Now, Pamela and Anthony are from San Diego, and so we met with them uh, in Rancho San Diego, actually, to uh, record this podcast uh, for you. So um, oh, by, before we go there really quick, I just wanted to let you know that we just opened the call for films for the International Mobile Film Festival 2019. So you'll have to go to our website if you would like to submit a film just to read the rules. Um, oh, yeah, gosh, I'm sorry I'm all over the place with this. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, this year we um, we actually are including a new category, as you've heard about, uh, the cosplay category. We also have a, um, a small business and uh, or business, actually, and entrepreneurship um, category. But we also have some new rules, which, yep, new rules. Um, now, they're pretty much the same as what they've always been, but we've added something which I think you're going to just actually love. Uh, that's the part that's uh, pretty exciting. So go and check it out. Um, it's at www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com. Um, you can submit your film through Film Freeway, but be sure to read those rules in detail so that you understand everything before you submit your films. And now, let's go and talk to Pamela and Anthony. Everybody, welcome to the SBP podcast. We're here in San Diego, in Rancho San Diego, actually, uh, and we've got two awesome guests, Pamela and Anthony Bradley. They are filmmakers who came to our film festival in San Diego this last April, and they shot a film with an iPhone 6s Plus. My memory's really not that great. I had to ask. <laughs> um, and um, their film was actually a community story. Um, and there's a story even behind that because apparently uh, they were uh, motivated by a presentation that I did at Comic-Con in San Diego uh, about mobile filmmaking back in 2016, and which was the first time we were there. And so it's pretty interesting, you know, you just don't know who you're going to inspire to try something new um, so if you have cool ideas and neat experiences, I should say, don't be afraid to share them with people because you just don't know. Um, well, uh, welcome to the show, <laughs> guys. Thank you, Susie. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, they're sharing a mic, so it may be a little weird here and there, but, um, but I wanted to uh, get a little bit of background from both of you. Uh, we'll start with Pamela. 
sharing a little bit of background uh, with you about your interest in filmmaking or, or what you do that kind of led you on this path. Going back to April of 2016, oh, not April, I'm sorry, Comic-Con of 2016, um, I went to your panel. And I really had no idea about mobile filmmaking or anything like that with the, with the phone. Went to the panel because it sounded very interesting, and I thought it was something I could do. Because my son is the actual filmmaker, uh, and I had never done anything like that, but it sounded interesting, so I went to the panel, heard Susie talk about, and not only talk about, but show the films that they did. And there were several people in the audience that had um, were walking around. Uh, I don't remember who they were, but you know, had, were showing examples of the cameras on the, with these cages and, and walking around with the sound and how it could be done. And I was like, wow, that is awesome. I think that's something I'm interested in, but really didn't know how to do it. And I researched it a little bit after that, but then it, it went by the wayside. But then after that, I had an idea about my mom, who has Alzheimer's, and how maybe I could shoot that, a little documentary, about a day in the life of her on a, on a mobile phone, on my iPhone. And uh, so I talked to my son about it. And lo and behold, he shared an app with me, kind of played around with it and showed me how to use it. And I started shooting it. And that was my first adventure into using the mobile phone to make a documentary. Anthony, what about you? What did you think about the idea in the first place when your mom came up to you and said, remember that thing we saw at Comic-Con? Or <laughs> yeah. Um, I was sad because I actually missed a panel. I was actually in line for something else, I imagine, because that's Comic-Con, waiting in lines. For yeah, I can't believe lines. anybody came to watch the thing <laughs> over movie stars and things, right? <laughs> I'm sure we were roasting in the sun somewhere. But uh, I, remember, I, I do remember how pumped up she was uh afterwards though and she was really gung-ho about it and then uh and then you know our, our grandmother started becoming uh more ill and i think as a it was i think both of us uh kind of uh were like looking at a way to kind of deal with deal with this and also kind of share it because uh the experience was definitely uh eye-opening for us taking care of her and uh we we both kind of like thought it was a great idea you know we kind of looked at each other and we're like hey we should do this you know and uh because like it, i always love movies and i always love making films even when i was a kid shooting really awful horror movies on vhs cameras that's <laughs> uh, really yeah. awesome though that's like m night Shyamalan used yeah. to do yeah well, not not even as good as his. Oh. <laughs> well, when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, so immediately, in any kind of like situation, like problem I have, like the fir- my first uh, like you know re- reaction is usually, uh, how can I turn this into a movie? So I I I, th- I was thinking of that the whole time as we're taking care of our grandmother. Like you know, really, we should tell the story and kind of maybe help awareness of this disease that seems to be you know getting uh, you know more and more uh, widespread so 
when she, when she came to me with the idea, I was like, that's perfect. It's just what I've been thinking. So uh, kind of, I was like, but I want you to do it because I really, she was so motivated by your panel and I really, I know how liberating and how exciting it is to shoot a movie and make a movie. And I already, I've, I've already had that experience with, and I really wanted her to have that experience. And also the challenging aspect of it too, like the problem solving and stuff like that. And I was like, I'll edit it for you. And I, I did the Plus it's with the phone and you're used to, you know, the professional yeah, cameras yeah. and you're going, well, you know, she can handle the phone. Yeah, right? exactly. So. And and I never shot, well, I've, I've had the app on my phone for like, you, you know, because, you know, as a filmmaker, you're like, oh, this, I heard about right. this app. So I downloaded it and maybe played with it a few times, shot some home movies here or there, but never really used it on, on the actual movie. So this is the first time my experience ever editing or working with smartphone footage. And what app was that, by the way? Uh, Filmic Pro. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing app. It's the most popular yeah. app out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I got it for, it was on, and how I got it was like, you know, they had like, it was like app of the day or whatever. I got it for like 99 cents on. What uh, year was that? I can't remember. It was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was, because I remember, I think at first they had the, the free version, mm-hmm. you know, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, then they had it for 99 cents and 199. And yeah. then they went to 299 <laughs> and now it's like a million dollars, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's still, I mean, for an option, it's yeah. so much cheaper than, any, I mean, anything else out there especially you know when the phone is, is in your pocket you know yeah. might as well you know pay i think it's ten dollars or something now and it will okay, you, you, I just, yeah, it's 15 it was 14.99 oh, wow yeah i just got well, it in just the last up there 30 days yeah. <laughs> last 30 days or so yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so I, I was like well here uh uh let me show you this app and then i i'll show you the settings to kind of dial in as as best you can uh and then um uh, and then I was like, just kind of sh- shoot it. And, you know, I, I was giving her tips throughout, you know, because, uh, you know, like what well, at first I was like, you, she was kind of asking her questions as we we're going along. And I was like, no, just kind of just be a fly on the wall and we'll we'll do an interview portion later. And so we ended up doing that. So but she did a great job. I'm really proud of her for her first movie and to be, you know, I, as touching as it was, you know, I, I I think everyone who sees it is, you know, really proud of it. Um, so this was a community story and the rules for that, that we have is that it's a story that has to be told from within as opposed to having a filmmaker come from the outside to share somebody else's story. So you're sharing your own story at this way. Um, and a community can be a family. It can be the community of Alzheimer's, you know, uh, people, it is Alzheimer's that she has. The name of the film is called I Don't Know, which was really a smart name for for that film. And um, uh, one of the things that people need to understand, just so that it's clear, your mom really was okay with this. You know, it wasn't like you were, you know, filming her and she had no idea what this was for or anything like that. Um, share the experience of when you told your mom, we're going to make a movie about you, we're going to do a documentary, and it's going to go to a film festival that's quote-unquote international, and and her reaction to that and, and all that. Because uh, that was a very touching part for me to know and, and to ensure, of course, that you know you had her permission, but also what it did for her. 
I think she she felt we joked because we said she was going to be a movie star. So and she was going to be on the big screen. Um, and really what we what we wanted to do from the inside is uh, preserve actually the day in her life. And at the time we explained a little bit, and I don't know how much she really understood, but that it was our way of allowing her to share with the community what it is in reality for a day in a life of a person with Alzheimer's. Um, and it was funny because when when Susie had captured, uh, you had captured that photo of of her on the screen. <laughs> He's gonna make me tear up now. Um, and we showed that to her, and she was she said, "Who's that?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's you. And I said, "I told you you're gonna be a movie star on the big screen." And she laughed. She thought that was funny, but. Um, just the awareness that we were sharing her story with other people. And she I, saw I, it, I think right? She, yeah, she yeah. saw She's seen it several times. Um, and, you know, we'll bring it up and, and show it to her. Uh, and, it, and what's really touching is, you know, Anthony did do the editing on it, but he also played the, all the music on it. So he uh, is very talented with the guitar and the ukulele. And uh, so that was very... Uh, inspiring and I think she just enjoyed seeing the whole thing together finished you know as we were doing it um I don't know how clear she was on exactly because we shot it on a couple different days right uh to pull it all together to have different aspects that were happening in her day because it was showing all together the whole day so um it was it was entertaining I think both for her and for us at, at times, so that was what made it special. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it made it special that way. I was like, I think for her, she uh, like when we first brought it up to her, we're like, uh, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make this movie about you," and and she was kind of like, "Whatever, you can't make them. You're not. Gonna, you, <laughs> who are you to make a movie? You know, like you're, you're not Steven Spielberg. You're not." And so I think yeah. So as we're going along, she kind of just thought it was a joke <laughs> most of the time. Plus, she grew. You know, you said you grew up making these little yeah. films, so she was thinking you're playing exactly. Right, and of. I think did she uh, she came to when I graduated from art school or, or one of my, one of my, she, she, so she knows I make movies. So, but I still don't think she thinks I'm very successful. I, I'm not very successful at it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, so I think to her, she's just like, Oh, whatever. Okay. I'll go along with you guys. But then, yeah, I think when she, um, I, but she, we, how long ago did we did we shoot this? It was you know it's probably about a year ago. So she's kind of declined since we shot it, mm. and so so now it's kind of harder to, to remind her of like what we're going out and doing. You know, like oh hey we're gonna go watch on the big screen tonight. Oh yeah sure. So she still kind of thinks it's a joke, mm-hmm. but I don't think she realized how powerful or how, how how big it is that the that the end product ended up coming out to be, which was really fantastic. Yeah, and it got a good reaction from the other filmmakers and the audience as well um, about that that story. And it, it's it's sad, but it's also your mom's a comedian. <laughs> she is like like some. That's one of the things that's kind of hard with her uh, dealing with Alzheimer's, and I think that's 
uh, when it started out, her being diagnosed, it was kind of hard for us to catch because she would kind of joke off these answers. Like if you'd be like, oh, what day is it? Oh, it's, it's Saturday. And she'll laugh and you'd be like, oh, you're just messing with me. But then she's really kind of covering up the fact that she didn't know. And, and, and talking about the title, like the re- reason we named it is because that's like the one phrase that we hear the most throughout the day. You're like, uh, what do you want to eat? I don't know. <laughs> what day is it? I don't know. What's my name? I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, and she's kind of the ideal uh, person with Alzheimer's because she is very uh, good natured with it. If there is such a thing as an yeah, ideal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, you, um, just being part of the caregiver community, you kind of hear all all the different horror stories, and 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 we've been kind of lucky with the fact that she's so easygoing and kind of jokes about it, and uh, you know if she can't remember something, she she laughs it off, you know. So um, we're kind of lucky in that way, but because it's a tough thing to deal with. Yeah, she she does have her moments though, <laughs> where she 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 does. But Anthony's right. She um, overall. Uh, she is good natured and she does cover up if she doesn't know something like we ask her questions all the time Uh, and I think that's probably when when Anthony did the interview part of the movie she probably felt oh here we go again he's asking me all these questions (laughs) again what what is he doing but we try to do that to bring keep her memory um, for her to use it yeah. And, and to try to keep it as sharp as, as we can. So we, we ask her every day, you know, what's my name? What's your name? What's your birthday? What year is it? She has n- not once got the year right yet. But, <laughs> but uh, And she does cover it up if she, like, doesn't remember Anthony's name. She'll make up a name and then she'll laugh like she's joking about <laughs> it. But we think she probably doesn't know at the moment, but then it comes back. But the whole movie was... Um, really fun to put together for me as being a first time person doing a movie um it was yeah ins- you were the you were the director you yes. were the camera person yeah you know so i mean I, I was thankful i had anthony to give me those uh, the tips to get me going have you ever been on his sets before i mean did that help oh, you have you ever well, oh, oh, she actually acted in one of my short films. It was, it was, it was one we did hmm. when we first moved out here. But I don't think she's ever been on like any of our big, big sets, like a big full movie, or you know, like where we have a whole crew. She's been on some of the smaller ones where I'm like, let's just shoot something this weekend. But she acted in one of my films, and actually, I didn't think it was going to be that popular. And it's actually one of our most popular films. But it's also very. Uh, uh, I don't know what's the word you describe it. Uh, it has some obscene language in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a surprise ending. Yeah. That's it. But. Well, welcome to the film world because sometimes what you think should be the most popular, you know, the the Oscar moment, it's like nobody cared, nobody remembered that part. It's this other part. <laughs> You're going really. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Um, I wanted uh, first of all, happy birthday, Pamela. Thank you. <laughs> um, Anthony and Pamela, um, what are your plans for uh, making more film films with phones? Um, well, we actually, my mom, we've been, how did we come up with this idea? I, I was like, originally I wanted to do, I, I was in a karaoke bar one time, and 
I thought it'd be amazing to do a documentary about karaoke people, you know, who go out to karaoke bars, like the really good singers who show up every week or regulars. You're, there's some diehard people. They do that every single week. Yeah, exactly. So like that was the documentary. I was like, oh, it'd be cool to do a documentary about that. And then my mom had an idea of doing a documentary about kind of like unknown bands, you know, who go who kind of do the same thing. They go play like at a restaurant or a, a club every week. And so we kind of came together and we're like, let's let's combine the ideas and we'll just kind of do that. And why don't you share a little bit more about it? Because she really came up with the whole concept. So, uh, and I was hoping to do it this coming next week, starting in Kansas. I had a location and a musician lined up. They're both from Italy originally. And their whole whole story, (laughs) backstory, um, is very interesting. In fact, the gentleman that owns the... Uh, restaurant there in Kansas is a very, his wife is very involved in the film festival there. And uh, so I'd gotten together the idea of putting together for musicians that have been playing for years in certain locations, the backstory of that musician and why, why do they do it? Obviously for the love of music. So I wanted to get their story and their passion for music. And then I also wanted to take it a little step further and find out about the person that allows them to play there every week Mm. and their backstory and why they have this. Um, And and then my idea was also to give a a slight history about the area, you know, maybe start out very wide with uh, the history of the state uh, very basic, and then narrow it down to whatever city it is, and then the location and the musician. And uh, <clears throat> so, and then Anthony had the karaoke idea, and I just think the whole thing would be fun to do. So that that is still all a plan that's hopefully happening. Like I said, I had one lined up, but out of all the weekends, the gentleman, the musician is, is playing in Nashville this weekend (laughs) he's like any other weekend uh so that's going to be later on this fall but that that I plan on doing now totally on the mobile phone and is this going to be like a feature length uh film or I think we were almost going to like do it as a series like maybe like 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 30 minute uh but we're gonna we're gonna start out making like you know like a 30 minute uh documentary and then kind of see where it goes from there um yeah, and then yeah, and I think we she ended up like, hey, well, you know, at first we're gonna you know do like a full production on it, uh, but then she goes, I could just do this on my phone. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, it turned out because we have he has a schedule going on with his filming and his projects going on, and then I have work and you know everything coming together. That uh, the original plan was. We were all we were going to film it, get a crew out there because he he has um, friends out there that can help connections film and, and <laughs> sound if we needed anything to borrow, you know, lights that type of thing. We could do it because we wanted to set it up as an interview and then shooting the music too, um, and then also the area of whatever you know. Well, yeah, of it's got to be beautiful. So, so yeah, know. we're going to put it all together. And then with Anthony's schedule and what he's working on, he's like, "Well, I don't know if I can go." And so I said, well, you know what? You know, I'm a pro at this film, <laughs> filming on this phone stuff, right? So um, I'm really educating myself and uh, 
with his help and knowledge. Yeah, I'm hoping to try to do the first one then on my own and see how it goes. Of course, I'll ask him to help me edit it. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you were when you made uh, your film, what have you found out? Of course, this story sounds really good. You know, and you're talking about using lights and all the production gear. Have you thought about using anything for the phone? Any any like gimbals and things like that, or yeah, that's that's what I've been doing the research on, and and actually, um, Jason, yeah, and the film breaker. That's where I'm getting a lot of my education yeah. is on the workshops, the things that he's sharing on there uh, for sound, for the lighting, and how to make it really um, professional. Yeah. Well, I think in the end, the professional part is a combination of things. Um, one of the things, because um, I worked on videos for promotional videos and things like that professionally for many, many, many years. And um, when it comes to, they used to call me the B-roll queen. When it comes to B-roll, um, you get them from from different places. If, if you're doing a documentary type of a video, a lot of times you're getting pieces that are B-roll that are shot like home videos from people, depending on your subject. Uh, sometimes you're getting, you know, whoever can. Uh, you're getting interns shooting B-roll. <laughs> you're getting, you know, just anything. But when you're trying to tell the story, you'll take anything. You'll grab anything that you can to help share that story, you know, visually and also so that you can listen and um, uh, one of the things that I learned was how to take stuff that's literally not so good at all. That by itself, it wouldn't stand. I mean, it wouldn't make it. And as long as it, you know, you take the right part of it and combine it in, in, in this way and that way and with what it's been said for impact, um, that's where the professionalism comes out. And you as an editor, you know this, that, you know, you can take even some of the worst shots of the day or whatever that people are saying, we're going to have to retake this, but you're going, but you know what? I can make that work still, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. And I learned that pretty early on. I remember uh, one of our uh, projects in, uh, in at art school was um, to, another class shot a movie, and they're like, all right, our teacher was like, all right, now everybody edit it their own way. And we'll see what happens. And then whoever wins, because we, we usually have monthly screenings of, of, of the students' work. And then my, my, my cut actually won that month, and I got to <laughs> screen. But, it, 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 yeah, it's all in the uh, – I think, pro, yeah, professionalism is definitely – you can take any, anything. I don't think uh, – I mean, you can shoot it on beta max, you know, and you can tell a compelling story with it. Uh, that's one thing I've always been an advocate of. I have a lot of friends, you know, who are gearheads. You know, I gotta have the latest lens, the latest, you know, uh, the fastest lens, the latest camera. But I think you can uh, tell a story through anything, and uh, and as long as you cut it the right way, or you make the make the images uh, impactful for a story, that's all that matters, you yeah. know. And this is not just even just for documentaries, you know, because you on documentaries, you're not doing take after take after take, <laughs> you know. But even in, in do, especially in documentaries where things are so intense, plus the viewer already has this, well, this is real. This is going down right now, you know, that kind of a thing. So they're more um, 
kinder to to that, more yeah. open, you know, to accepting whatever's coming in to them. Uh, but with a film, sometimes people are a little you harsher. Know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's where sound comes in. Um, also plays a crucial part because I believe that, and I know I'm not the only one, that your viewer will accept a little less quality on the video, but when it comes to sound, it better be good. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you What did you use for sound uh, with with your your grandmother and your mom? Uh, we, it's actually, well, most of the movie is kind of uh, the interview narration, and we did, I, we, we actually just mic'd her up with a lavalier mic hooked up to the phone. I'm trying to remember what, what app I used for the sound. I can't remember if I used the, just Apple's app or if I right. used a different one. Actually, you know what? I think I used the, just filmic, whatever the meters were on there, I used. Okay. Um, but so that was so that that kind of helped us, you know. Uh, whereas the rest of the film is really just kind of background, you know. You can you can hear her doing certain things, but mainly her uh, answering the questions over. So that kind of helped us. But uh, yeah, for the next project, might we might have to look at. Were look you in, able to monitor the sound when you were using the app, with, even though you had the meters? But uh, I think I, I think I think so. I think I used Apple's head. I'm trying to remember what I use. What what did I use? Or no, I wasn't able to. Yeah, because the lavalier. There's um there's a re- see I like the um the iRig the iRig um, pre because I can plug in an XLR to it. You yeah. know, but the other thing is that with their app, um you know when you're recording a video, you you just turn on the app and let it yeah. go down into the bottom and then just use the camera. Um, and you can actually monitor the sound with headphones because the iRig has a, a jack for oh. the headphones. So the, yeah, that would have been helpful. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, when I was at Comic-Con that year, but then the year after that, I was interviewing people, and it was so noisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? And, um, <laughs> but I had, uh, I was giving them, you know, the microphone, uh, you know, so they could have it close to them on some of them, and some of them I was holding it, and it was just crazy because had I not had my headphones on, you know, and was not able to monitor the sound, the iRig also has a gain uh, control on yeah. there. Um, had it not been for that, I don't know that yeah. it would have come out at all. <laughs> but it sounded really clear and everything. But that's only because you you. I like the uh, the meters, you know, and I'm used to that from professional cameras and things like that. But um, you still need to monitor the sound. Yeah, there's nothing that that will, you know, take a that's better than that, you know. I think. Um, do you um, on this next film that you're that you're gonna make? Um, are you planning on using audio equipment too, or that's what I'm looking into yeah. and educating myself on. Um, for the interviews, at least. For the, I mean, for the, the music, you can use, you know, their own uh, sound for the most part. Yes, um, but, but you bring up a good point. Yeah. If it's at a restaurant... Yeah, you'd have to plug it in, and you could use the, the, the iRig or something like that for that, because they take the XLRs, which is what a lot of the, the panels and, and mixers and all that, they accept the XLRs. So you'd probably have to plug in an XLR there, but you know this, uh, the Zoom. You can use that um, on a on a phone. We've used it for some of our workshops. 
Really? That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, we plugged it into the iRig and then plugged in the the microphones through that, um, you know, or even used these two mics on top. So, the, you know, it's all about experimenting, you know, uh, to see what works. Uh, but you definitely, yeah, because you're doing music, you really do want nice, clear sound. Oh, absolutely. And, and they will be playing not in a quiet location, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, and definitely for the interviews. And now you know, um, and this is good for our listeners to know, uh, you're not limited to one phone, you know. So you could always have different setups with different microphones set up. Uh, you can even give, you know, people who, you know, you can, I mean, I'm getting creative here, but you can you can hook up your, your sound to the, um, to the uh, mixer, you know, whoever's running the audio at the on stage and all that. And then you can have somebody else, uh, you know, maybe the, the the person that's watching it, say you're, you know, getting dialogue from somebody watching it, you can mic them up by just having them uh, with an iPhone and a lav or something like that hooked up separately. And then you can sync up these tracks, you know, separately um, on your video editor, you know, like on Final Cut Pro or whatever you do. And you can then mix these all together as different um, audio files, basically, in one film. And that'll give, give you the ability to manipulate everything more concisely, you know. Um, and you can, you can include natural sound along with that, which always plays a big deal for setting the scene. And you know right. all that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. I like that. And that that's what I need to learn more of yeah. what and, and but like you said, it's probably gonna be more of experimenting yeah. with different things and seeing what works what works best. And I'm sure every location would be different too. So. Well and the the phones are so easy to get by on, you know. I mean like really you could buy go go to I don't know Craigslist or whatever there is and or even friends and say hey can I borrow some of your older phones you know because I just want to use them for audio you know or for you know the other cool thing about phones too is if you need extra cameras right um where if you're using the iPhone and you get some older iPhones um and use them as well and you could put them in different places where they're inconspicuous and get different angles of the same scene. Um, and you can even incorporate, you know, what people are, I'm trying to give you, I'm, I guess I'm giving a lot of ideas here. This but. Is, no, this is great, <laughs> really. And, and I like how you put that, you know, people, people tend to freeze up a little more when they see this camera being set up. Yeah. But if you have, like you're saying, put these uh, at different angles, put the phones, different phones at different angles and being able to capture um, so much more. Yeah, you could get That's, wide shots, yes. you know, of the scene. And and then you can get your... And, you know, um, I have a $1,500 tripod, you know, really nice, smooth tripod, and I rarely use it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm on a set and I'm filming and I know that I can, um, I can use it. I can just put my iPhone, you know, with the mount on that tripod and get some smooth shots and stable shots and and use that even for an interview as opposed to, I mean, uh, the Gorilla Pods and all that are great when you happen to be out because they're so easy to carry, 
you know, also as soon as you use a tripod anywhere in public, you know, yeah. people think that's it. You're, you know, <laughs> you need a permit. It's like yeah. ridiculous. Um, even if you're not being obtrusive, which is what the whole purpose of that was, right, in the beginning. Um, but say you're at a restaurant or something like that and you want to have a steady, a sturdy tripod or something like that, you can always use, you know, which is kind of, it looks silly, though. You know, it looks like, you know, here you have, you know, a, I don't know, 10-pound tripod or something like that and you've got this little iPhone sitting on top. On top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Great ideas. Thank you, Susie. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, is there anything that you would like to share with our audience which may benefit them as far as... Because I'm uh, really interested in more people doing the community stories because everybody has a phone. So to me, it's ideal that more people start to share their own stories from their point of view um, as opposed to having somebody else try and share their point of view of that story, because it's never going to be the same. Um, is there anything that you could say to that? The thing I would I would say to it is is the phone, since we do have them in our pocket, in our purse, wherever, and we have them all the time, that wherever you get inspired to tell your story, why not? Why not pull it out and and do it? Even if you're just doing the audio part of it to get get it out and then later putting the the video to it, there there really is no excuse not to be able to tell your story and be impactful, especially with community uh, topics. Because when you feel it and you're in the moment, why not express it then? And we have no excuse really not to anymore because we don't need a big production. We just need to have what we already have in our pocket. One of the, um, you know, speaking of your grandmother and your the grandson, um, one of the things that I like to share with people is that, you know, we have the younger generation and the older generation, and there's so such a huge disconnect um, and a lot of times disrespect, you know, non-appreciative, uh, you know, grandkids with their grandparents. They don't see them in the way as they were in the day. You know, grandpa could have been a hero, but, you know, he's 80 years old now or something, and, you know, the most he does is mow the lawn, right, as far as they're concerned. And they're like, you know, they don't see that. Um, and so one of the... One of the themes of community stories that I like to share, especially in community centers and in schools even as a topic, is to have kids, you know, gladfully use their phones, right, which they love, uh, to share a community story uh, with their schools. This, you know, and so they're interviewing grandma or grandpa, right, that third generation, right? And they're interviewing them and asking them questions, you know, very simple questions in the beginning. Well, what did you used to do? And what was your favorite part when you were younger and things like that? And then the stories come out. And then those kids are going to start looking up to them and saying, whoa, grandma or grandpa were like 
they they were exceptionally awesome, you know, not necessarily in those words, <laughs> um, but then they're going to have, they're going to see them in, and, you know, then they'll pull out family photos and family movies and things like that. They can incorporate as B-roll, right, in, in that story. And um, they can start to really connect themselves with the third generation, you know, uh, with their grandparents in a way that's better. And I think that, um, that relationship connecting those, I think, honestly, I think that would be a really good benefit for society as a whole, as we have, especially here in this country, you know, where we, we tend to do the thing, not because they, they're sick or anything like that, just because they get old, where we put them in a retirement home, as opposed to bringing them into your home, uh, because there's a disconnect sometimes even with the kids and stuff like that, but maybe that might be helpful. I think that's a great idea. And, and our family is a little bit different because my parents actually helped raise my kids. Aww. Um, in fact, when my dad passed away, it was my oldest son's first day uh, in graduate school. Wow. And he walked up to the professor and said, my grandfather just passed away. I know it's the first day, but can I go? And, and the professor said, you did say your grandfather, not your father. And he goes, yeah, but you don't understand. And it, it, because they were close. And so my kids have a little bit closer connection probably to my parents. I would even say more than I did growing up. Uh, so that's, I, I think what you're saying as a community to have kids interview, I, I even, not only grandparents, maybe even parents. Because how many times do kids start growing up, especially when you're like 9, 10, 11, what do your parents do? A lot of times they, they don't, really know. don't know. They just go somewhere and they come back. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, so I think that's, that's a wonderful idea. And to to do with parents, grandparents, you know, if they're they're around, and just to create that connection, and and like you said, especially in the United States, because we don't have that family sit down time or family dinner time as much as uh, maybe they do in other countries. I think that's there's so a impactful. lot of uh, complaining that I read about actually now, and stories I hear even in the media about. Uh, all these young kids are just on the phone all day. They're just doing this. I mean, uh, regardless of the generation, there's always a complaint, right? Yeah. But, um, but the, you know, the thing is, like, you go through youth, it's all about you for the most part. And it still can be. It's you making a movie, you know, you making a documentary. You are researching this. And, um, and, it can, and you can relate it to yourself because this is somebody from your family, you know, um, and they can do that with even their own community outwards, like, you know, go and interview the guy that owns your favorite pizza shop, you know, and, and he might tell you these wonderful stories. I've heard awesome stories from the plumber that came to fix the sink, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there are awesome stories out there, and sometimes all it takes, I've yet to ask, you know, <laughs> I ask people, like, I'll go to the store or something, and they'll, they'll have something there that I'm totally unfamiliar with, and I'm, I'm just naturally curious like that. What do you do with that? What is that for? 
And they actually, I've never had somebody look at me and say, what do you need to know for? Never has anybody done that. On the contrary, they're excited that you're, you know, you're asking and you want to know, you know, you think that's cool. What is that? And you know what I'm saying? And so just that act of saying, I'm reaching out to you. I want to hear your story. It's just asking the question. Yeah. Yeah. And you get these awesome stories and you see people light up. Like when I go to Starbucks or something and I'll say, you know, make a comment and, and people are eager to share their story. And next thing you know, you know, you're probably just waiting five minutes but you've just, and, and to me, everything's a movie. <laughs> so uh, when someone shares a story, I visualize everything in my head, and it's like, wow, that would be such a cool movie. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, this person is the main character of this movie, and it's their life, it's their little story. And they will. They'll bring up, you know, well, when I was a kid, blah, 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 you know, and this and that. And I will say something to that. And next thing you know, I find out that they're their father was a general for the this, and they were in this war, and their mother was a, a, a nurse, and the blah, 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 and their sister was, you know, an author, a book author, and, you know, all these neat stories. I mean, they're just all around us. They're everywhere, you know, and that's, you know, with your, with your story itself, you, I don't know how you felt like, well, maybe this isn't a good enough story for a film festival. Did you even think that? I think I did at first. I don't know if Anthony did, but I wasn't sure because I just wasn't sure how people would take it. Um, so yeah, I did have that. And that then you saw the reaction. Bit. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was good. I'm very happy with. I, as far as the film itself, I was happy how it turned out, but I didn't know how other people would. Uh, I guess respond. So, yeah, the reaction has been very positive and, uh, and encouraging <laughs> to do more. There. Yeah. You're, you inspired yourself. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was pretty good. Once, once uh, I cut it up, I was like, oh, I actually I really like this. I, wasn't sh- I still wasn't sure if, and usually, I, usually I'm not that way when I edit something. Usually I hate it and never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll warm up to it like a year later. But this, this one I, I, I enjoyed mainly because it, it – it, it was our story, so it was kind of nice to share that. And uh, but what were your expectations? Now, be honest with my, with with the phone. You know, mine uh, <laughs> mine were very low. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's what I gathered when you said, you know, hey, you know what? I was really I was surprised. And also, I you know, I love my mom, but I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what kind of shots she gets. Uh, we'll see. You know. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens when I get the footage, and it, I, you know, ended up turning out to be something pretty. Uh, I'm very proud of. You know, I would rank up there with any of my other films. So, <laughs> I really like it. She actually had a whole body inside the, fil- <laughs> the, <laughs> the footage. It wasn't, wasn't cut off or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I was expecting some, you know, some of our, some of our old photos from childhood. You know, <laughs> heads cut off, out of fo- a thumb over the lens. You know, <laughs> actually, I think it's in our genes now. After so many generations of watching movies and films, um, I've seen footage here and there from YouTube that maybe a little kid would get. And they frame it. They know how to frame because they're watching so much of it. They don't need to learn how to do that. They automatically know what they see um, on the phone is like what they see on the phone yeah. when they're watching. That's the cool thing about smartphone filmmaking, basically, is that 
when you're framing something, you know, like with a regular camera, you know, especially for television and all that and for you the want screens. And, yeah. yeah, you know, but for this, you know, you're seeing the camera, uh, the display, right on the on the phone, is the same one that you you know the same one that you use for viewing yeah. videos is the same one you're viewing the footage that you're recording you know as a matter of fact there's times when I'll record something and then I'll I'll be walking or <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit that, but I do. I do okay. <laughs> I have a trip. Watch me run into a light pole today. Um, and then I'll watch the video, and um, I'm like, you know, I forget that I'm watching it. I feel like I'm recording it, and I'll move it up like, oh, wait, I recorded this. I'm not recording now. You know, that kind of a thing. And so I think that aspect of it is very unique. Um, I don't hear enough people talking about that, but um, I think it's really unique, and I think that's what helps you know, kids, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I never thought about that. That's like the perfect film school right there is just watching stuff on your phone and then you can mimic it, you know. Like, yeah. I, there's, you can even do shot for shot if you wanted to. Yeah. Like, the same movie you're watching on your phone, you can go find a similar place, line up your actors or your friends the same way and do it. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, well, I know in, in, in you know, in college, um, one of the things, <laughs> I remember some of the homework, it's like, Go and watch these movies yeah. and then analyze them, you know, and see how they did and tell us how they did this and why they did that and how it makes you feel, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and then go out there. And I remember my one of my first classes with the cameras. I was like, go, to, go somewhere and get three wide shots, three pans to the right, two tilt <laughs> shots, two... And I was like, this is so boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then, oh, and now edit it together and try to make something cool out of that. I was like, are you kidding me? Good thing I went out and got a park, yeah. you know, with some cool trees and, you know, people walking by or something. Do follow shots, you know, things like that. Um, but you can literally do that with the phone anywhere, you know? Yeah, if I was, if I, I don't know, well, I was very... Uh, I love movies, you know, growing up. And uh, we would go maybe every couple of weeks. And whenever it was, I would be obsessed with that movie. So, like, Jurassic Park, you know, I'd be obsessed with that Jurassic That was an awesome movie. Dick Tracy, I'd be Dick Tracy for, like, two weeks. If I had a phone now, I would probably just try to recreate all the movies, you know. And I probably will, would learn a lot more doing it that way. So that's what's awesome for the next scene. What's the next generation of filmmakers going to be like, you know. They're going to be so well-versed in shots and everything. Well, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's my thing is like I want to see people, you know, uh, we grew up with photos. I was saying that to um, uh, in our last podcast, you know, we grew up with photos and it was all about photos. But I want people to not just do what they're doing today, which is shoot little video clips. I want them to shoot stories, you know, um, to to take those clips uh, when they're recording stuff. And say and think story, 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 like beginning, middle, and end, and to try and structure everything like that, so that when you go to YouTube or something like that, you're not just seeing, uh, you know, like we're at the Rancho San Diego Library, and there's a window across from me, and so I could be recording the person that's there picking up books and going through some pages and putting it down. How about I shoot a story of that? You know, well maybe we'll she comes out of the car, right? And she's having a bad day, and she comes over here, and she's going to make things up as I go. She's <laughs> yeah. sifting through books, and she's seeing all these 
you know, she's colorful images. And, and next thing you know, she smiles as she's, you know, uh, checking out the books and she's back in her car and she came out angry and upset. She's getting back in her car and she's practically dancing. Yeah. <laughs> she's so happy. There's like a mil- yeah, there's like a million, you can do an action movie where she's coming in and she's frantically looking right? for a book and is taking one of the carts. You know, you can do, yeah, there's, there's, there's no excuse now, like, you know, whereas, you know, back in, you're like, ah, oh, I don't have a camera, I can't really film anything, yeah. whereas, yeah, now you can, uh, I, w- I would say just don't be afraid to shoot, so I, I do it all, the, and I'm probably the worst looking person when I go to the beach, you know, because, well, I'm originally from Kansas, so I'm still getting used to the beach, <laughs> so every time me and my girlfriend go out, I, 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 I use my Filmic Pro app, and I shoot tons of footage, and I have, like, so many, st- and I'm like, I'm going to edit together one day and have, like, these nice little short like family a films, films yeah. or something, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and then also you're a musician. Yeah. So you can incorporate those. You're basically gathering stock footage. For yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. For your future films. That, that gives me a good excuse next yeah. time I, uh, I'm at the beach. <laughs> well, and everybody's recording. It's not like it, it you know... There's a difference between pulling out a camera and recording yeah. and, and, and doing what everybody expects you to do, which is record. Yeah. You know, everybody's on Instagram, so you're either shooting a photo or you're, or you're shooting a video. And I, I know I've had people say, is that a video or a photo you're yeah. recording right now? You know, because they don't know what to expect because it's become so common. Yeah. You know, and I, I really love that in our culture today. Where it's okay, it's to be expected. Just like uh, remember when um, uh, the Bluetooth oh, ear yeah. things, and you'd <laughs> see people walking around. They're doing all these hand things, like I do. I use my hands when I talk a yeah. lot, and um, you know, blah blah blah. And you're going, so did that person? Are they just talking to themselves? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going on there? And they felt awkward. They didn't yeah. realize that they were doing that, and then they'd see somebody else and going, oh, my God, that's what I look like. Yeah. Where now, you expect it. It's yeah. everywhere. You know, you can have a conversation with yourself literally in the car, <laughs> yeah. and people think, oh, she must be talking on the phone. <laughs> that's why it's like, it's, there's no excuse to get footage, you know, and you can get footage, and you can try it, yeah, make a, make a story out of it anywhere. That's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, and I think you will start seeing. Well, well you had the young lady. What she was twelve or eleven? Yeah, no, 11, she was eleven. Me, she shot at twelve at the. Well, at yeah, 12, and right? and the thing is that last year she shot her first little um, motion. You know, her um, it's like oh, made out of the yeah stop motion the stop motion film, and um, she was eleven. But when I met her was the year before, where she was ten, and she, you know. She was inspired too because I her father Anthony De La Cruz and we're talking about Miranda uh, Jane yes, Miranda Mullins, yeah. um, she was uh, she came you know to support her father who was in in our film festival that was the first time that he was in a film festival he made a cool music video by the way and um, he was on the you know on there at the at the Q and A panel and he was talking about his experience and everything. And I said, and I knew his family just happened to be sitting right behind me. And I was asking questions from the audience. (laughs) And uh, he, I said, well, you know, and I turned around to her and I said, you know, if you make a movie, I'm trying to get more kids involved. So if you make a movie uh, with your phone or with a phone um, and it's good, you know, you'll be up there with your dad next year. You know, and, and I'll put your film on the big screen. You know, you can be a part of the film festival. And she was 10 years old, you know, and I had no idea whether she was going to 
do it or not. But I am always hoping, you know, just like I'm telling you, you just don't know who you inspire, you know. And sure enough, last year, she 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 took that to heart. And so she did. She make a, made a little film. And she's already got plans for next year. You know, she said yeah, she's going to she do a comedy. she was saying that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's um, it's a really, really awesome world we live in. You know, do you have, I mean, I know you have this one idea, but now you probably, your your brains, both of you, right, are going, like for you, Anthony, you've got, you're a professional, you know, filmmaker. Yeah. And now you realize, you know, with your phone, you can literally make any movie you want to without having to worry about funding and being tied down to somebody's, um, how you should market and yeah. all that stuff, you know? <laughs> and so what is your impression of this as, as a potential and opportunity for you? It's freeing. Like, first of all, that's like the, um, because, and well, one, I found, we, we just shot a sh- short film uh, uh, on the smartphone, like a narrative uh, short film. Uh, and it's just time-wise, I love it because it's so easy, like, to get your takes and stuff like that. And it's also easy to re- do reshoots right away. You can be like, oh, well, you, cause like you're like we were saying earlier, you can play back right as as you see it on, on your phone, and uh, and you'd be like, oh, well, I don't like the way this looks, so let's go back and shoot it right away. Whereas you know, before you kind of have to plan out your your reshoot days and stuff like that, and also everything just seems it seems to take forever, you know, on a, on, a, on a film set. But just shooting w- with the with the mobile phone, everything just goes much faster it's much easier it's 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 easier to keep you know the actors and stuff uh the levels high they don't get kind of bogged and down the settings too because on a camera you know like like we both know you need an external mic uh, monitor because mm-hmm. everything you see through the lcd yeah. on the camera doesn't match you know and then you have to calibrate everything all the settings we're on this you don't really even need a white balancing. Yeah. You know, it just automatic. It's so consumer friendly. It's all incorporated in there for the most part. And especially with the the new digital cameras, you know, everybody shoots really flat. So everything, if if you're looking on a monitor that's just kind of like coming straight out of the camera, it's going to look gray. And you're like, oh, well, in post, we'll you know, they'll color it. And you kind of have to hope for that. Whereas you know, that you can see all your colors on there, and you and and you can mess you, you can mess around with them and all the stuff like that. You don't have to wait for post. You can kind of and i know there's ways around that with digital cameras too you can put LUTs on a monitor and stuff like that but, but that's time consuming that's time yeah another another time yeah. consuming whereas you're ready to go on on the mobile uh but yeah because i one of the worst things i don't like on a set is when you're grinding through you know you're grinding through eight pages and then you're getting towards the end everyone's just low. i haven't i haven't i haven't had that experience yet shooting with the with the mobile phone where everybody kind of just starts you know getting tired and stuff like that waiting for the camera to be set up because it's it's wait even I, I shot with a tripod too um and the and the little pistol grip so we shot them yeah, both cool. uh and it was easy it's pistol wait. grip I like yeah that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh um it, it was it was easier to do the setups that way than having a you know you got this big camera that you have to switch out these heavy lenses and you know it's all everything's very expensive so you gotta be very careful insurance insurance (laughs) all stuff like that i don't know how much you pay for insurance on your phone but it's like 10 bucks (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah so that's one of the things that's freeing is being able to move quicker and being able to focus more on the story whereas you know um before you're kind of 
you're kind of waiting for the other departments to get their stuff together and and you know you're trying to work with your actors and you're trying to let them be patient and still be in the mood you know in this in the story but uh so that's one of the things i love about mobile filmmaking yeah and that's one of the keys that i'm trying to tell more of our listeners who are making a lot of mobile films because they're Basically, they're going out to buy gear so they can test it, and then they're making films with that, and they're submitting those to film festivals and things like that. And I'm like, wait, hold on here. Remember, you really don't need anything like this. You know, you can get away with a lot of creative stuff and anything like a pistol grip. <laughs> uh, Which, by the way, was was awesome. Yeah, we we got those at the film festival, and I, actually, I use mine every day because I do a lot. If you go to uh, photosafariproducts.com, to our listeners, uh, you'll see some of the stuff he has. He's not making or selling those anymore, so I'm running out of those. Now, but uh, basically, it it has a handle that looks like a pistol handle, basically, um, and then it has the, um, the, uh, the the most typical ev- everywhere you see. It's on a selfie stick. You know, yeah, or, but, everywhere. But it's a little bit more it's, heavy duty than on the yeah, selfie stick. Yeah, because it's one of the earlier ones, and now they're just chilling. They sell those now probably at ninety nine cent stores, yeah. <laughs> um, but you can use anything for that on that. But I, I like those because they have a firm grip on them. Um, but in any case, um, that's what we're talking about here. And so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to add one thing because I forgot that Anthony and Amy had shot that movie. Yeah. But she got inspired yeah. to write that script mm-hmm. after the film festival. Nice. So she went home. In fact, it was that next day, wasn't it? Yeah, and she she actually has written... Uh, two more, so she wants to go shoot two more, and and, and specifically for mobile too. She uh, she, she uh, I think one of the reasons is because somebody like um, her who who is creative. She you know she she loves to write, uh, but is kind of intimidated by all the gear and stuff like that. Or you know especially when she gets around me, and my filmmaking buddies, and you start you know saying all these you know code words or lens names, and she's like, what? <laughs> I don't have no idea what you guys are talking about. So it kind of gets these people who stories maybe wouldn't have been told before because they were intimidated by, um, you know, the film professionals were just the terminology yeah, alone is, yeah. is scary. It's like, it, and plus it sounds boring. It's like it, it's it, like yeah. you know knowing you know it's like um, I love to write. I really yeah, do, and I write too. well. Okay, but ask me you know verbs and nouns and adjectives and i'm like so tur- i've always been so turned off by that but i can i can write grammatically correct i'm really great at spelling and all that stuff and but don't ask me about those things and those rules it's like yeah. rules i just don't like rules exactly and that's what's nice about mobile filmmaking is that yeah. you don't have to follow the rules and yeah so it, it, it gets it gets somebody like her involved where she can tell her stories and i'm excited because i've always wanted her to I always want we've always made movies together but she's always kind of been on the set helping out and stuff like that I've always want to see her creative side you know and so it's it's really exciting for me so does it help the relationship building part I think I think it does I mean uh you know uh, being on film sets sometimes gets frustrating with with us I'm sure I'm not the easiest person to deal with but there's a lot of stress there's a lot of pressure but (laughs) the end result it's definitely more rewarding seeing it come together. And uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to show her how to use uh, a, a, an editing program too. Uh, and I'm sure she's getting 
<laughs> well, and there's one thing when you're editing for somebody else's project as opposed to your own. Yeah. Where, you know, oh, you can, you, I mean, just, just transitions between scenes or something. They all have a different purpose and effect. Yeah. Just testing those out where you could just drag them in yeah. so easily and go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, what does this one do? Oh, oh, you know what? On that other piece right there, I could use this one, and then I can use it for that and have this effect, you know. Just little things like that yeah. um, are so awesome now on the on just in editing. Yeah. You know, not 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 even to go into in production, right? <laughs> where you're like, I can shoot it from this angle. Well, let me test it over here, and you literally just walk over instead of grabbing yeah. that whole camera. Uh, well, actually, on, on our on our short film that we did recently, uh, that was one of the things I was kind of excited about. I get to do camera moves that. I normally can't do because I have to rent, you know, a jib or something like that for it. And so I was telling her, just grab it. And I was like, just kind of zoom towards me. And, like, we got some really cool zooms nice. and stuff like that. And uh, and and that's that's what's exciting. Yeah, you don't have to uh, have all this big equipment. You have to rent. You have to have somebody to, who knows how to run it and somebody to pull focus and stuff like that. And there's was, so much to the whole process of it, even storyboarding. Yeah. You know, because in storyboarding, yeah, you, you want to have that, but then at the same time, part of the purpose for that is so you don't have to, you know, dismantle a whole set yeah. to get it from another angle. You have to visualize everything ahead of time, but then you get there and... And it looks different and you get... <laughs> yeah, you know, and there's so many things like that that, you know, they're not mentioned in this, in this process of mobile filmmaking, um, but it all touches on that, you yeah. know. And, yeah, that's, it's very freeing because, yeah, you have an idea in your head of how you want it to look, and then when you get there, you're like, oh, well, it's totally different. And then, But you kind of still have to stick with the plan because that's what we budgeted for. And that's, But with filmmaking, it's literally, you can just take the camera and just move it over there. And, and you send somebody out for, lo like, the location scout, right? Yeah. And for our listeners, that's somebody whose job <laughs> yeah. is basically to find locations for your film. And they do more than just check out a place and look and say oh this one's nice yeah you know but it's so cool to be able to do that yourself where you can go there you know you're going i saw it on this day and it was great but you know what the weather right now and i've heard they they're building stuff whatever it could be you go there the day before and you practice do some practice runs yeah. with well, your phone yeah even even you know maybe not using it as the end result camera mm -hmm. but using it as like a you know pre uh, pre-production and storyboard i mean it's I, I got this new app that I haven't I'm, I haven't worked with it yet. I can't remember the name of it though. It's gonna kill me. I'm I'm sorry. Well, when you get it, we have notes on oh, okay. our podcast. You can um, send it. But they actually have uh, I can't remember if they're 3D models or maybe they're 2D models of like actors. You can like it's like a viewfinder. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like a director's viewfinder. So you can plug in your camera and you know your aspect ratio, and you can go to a location, and it's kind of like a augmented reality. Yeah, AR is awesome. Yes, yeah. so it scans the floor, and you can place furniture where you want. You can put your, put your lights where you want. You can put your actors where you want. And they have a free version, and they do have like a more expensive version, which I think is like thirty dollars. But um, what? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy for an app. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but for the amount of yeah, like yeah. for pre-production work is just amazing. Just to be able to go and literally place, you know, you, you know, you don't have to have like you know uh, to know 3D graphics and stuff like that to do previs and stuff like that. So it's kind of it's kind of awesome that that's right on your phone now. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, apps are pretty awesome. What do you? What is your take on the freeing part for you? Well, for me, since I'm not big into uh, 
the lingo <laughs> of all the technical stuff, uh, the cameras and such. In fact, he usually at, at the beginning was borrowing my camera that I don't. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that I don't use that much, uh, just because I don't know what I'm doing. And what's freeing for me is I know what my phone can do. And I know I, I shoot live all the time. I do Facebook lives all the time for my business. So shooting a, a movie is just the next step. So it's very freeing for me uh, to, to know all the settings on a camera. Uh, and that's just probably never going to happen. What camera do you have just so that we... Oh, uh, well, she's talking about when I was starting now. Um, I... Oh, I can't remember what kind of cameras we used in film school, but they're Canon something. They're digital. Uh, and then when I got out of film school, I wanted to make short films. And uh, and so sh- she had a Canon 60D. And I was like, can I borrow your camera? Because <laughs> I knew how good of, uh, uh, how good it looked at the time. It was like the DSLR, bo- you know, boom. Uh, and that, but now I use the Blackmagic cinema camera. So And I, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's costly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a, a little game. I don't want to forget about this. Oh, yeah. Um, have you heard any of the podcasts? No, I I, I, I was going to listen to one yesterday, and it, it ran out of time. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to listening to them, especially with the people. You don't have to. It's not a requirement. <laughs> the, uh, especially with some of the people we met here, though. I would love yeah. to. Because, yeah. yeah, that was one thing about the film festival that was Yeah, you amazing. guys had to leave, unfortunately. But we had that, that podcast there. You really need to listen to that because uh, we had the battle of the phones with Brian. Oh. Brian Hennings and Norell Nash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was awesome, yeah. Um, and you guys would know because you guys were like friends hanging out with mm. each other all day long that apparently they were teasing each other yeah. all day. But I had no idea until they were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they did a little bit during the Q&A, yeah. you know, but it was just like, for me, it was like, oh, they're just doing this thing. But apparently that was a thing throughout. So that's pretty awesome. Um, this little game that we play is, I call it the shout-out game. And so basically um, what I would like, well, you know, I do have one question for you, though, on your business. You said you have a business. Why don't you promote your business a little bit just for a couple of minutes here? Because it's interesting. It is interesting. It's uh, a business I'm building. Um, actually, by day, I'm a paralegal. Very different than what I do in the evenings and on weekends. That's what I was going to do before I got into this. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing that for 21 years. Wow. Oh, you well, could just be a lawyer 22, now. 22 years. <laughs> I did go to a year of law school. Um, but at night, I'm a success coach, a high-performance uh, coach, which I help people just become better in their health, in their fitness, and in everything, really, relationships, their business. I particularly work with entrepreneurs that are just wanting to scale up and do better every day uh, in every way. And so that's that's what I do. I like that slogan. Mm-hmm. Better every way and every day. Yeah. And or I and actually my tagline is live, rock, fit. It's live your best life. Rock your passion and fit with purpose and intention in all you do. Rock on. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, you can make professional promotional videos now for your business. Yes. Yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, 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 know. I just have to find the time of the day yeah. to do it. 
Um, so in this shout out game, you, I'm going to give you 20 seconds to do a shout out. And I'm trying to think of what you guys, but because you're a mother and son, <laughs> I'd like to kind of have you guys kind of take turns, you know, just do them fast at bands that you like. Let me see. Oh, okay. I'd like to know the, the differences or the connections between what be people good. each like. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, are you guys ready to do this? Sure. All right. Get set. Again, it's only 20 seconds, so you each have to jump into the mic there really fast. And go. Tom Petty. The White Stripes. Guns N' Roses. (laughs) The Killers. (laughs) I feel like pressure's on. Uh, The White Buffalo. Beatles. Hollywood Vampires. R.E.M. Uh, Ariana. U2. Uh, I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> it's funny when you're under pressure how you go blank that's pretty awesome <laughs> hey that was one of the funnest ones I've done because it's two people just going in like that I feel like I won for some reason yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like I can't even think gun, gun. what is that roses guns and roses <laughs> I like everything you guys both said pretty much and then I could throw in more myself but yeah. I won't <laughs> that's pretty awesome um, well, hey, listeners, um, you're gonna we're gonna share links to your website. Your okay, your would, you. you have a website? It's yeah. It's, what is uh, it? It's actually Pamela Bradley. dot mykajabi. dot com. Okay, spell Kajabi. K a g a b i. Okay. Yeah. And Kajabi means what it's, is it? It's actually the site. Okay. So all right. Okay. And Anthony. Aircapitalproductions.com, and that's capital with an A. Okay, capital A. Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, a lot of people spell it C-A-P-I-T-O-L and T-A-L. Yeah. Aircapital. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So we'll have a, yeah, so you guys will send us some links and and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Yeah, for our listeners. And then you can follow Anthony... Uh, uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, at Facebook, Air Capital Productions. On Twitter, it's at Air Capital Pro. And on Instagram, I think it's at Air Capital Productions. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Anthony Chords, C-H-O-R-D-S, like a guitar chord, because I'm musical. Because you're a multi-talented yeah. artist. <laughs> Plus, you're a scientist because, you know, you got to know all that stuff for how to run a camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. Or an engineer. <laughs> and and my, my main page is Facebook, and it's it's at Live Rock Fat. Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter a little bit, but those that Twitter is uh, Addy Fitness, and Instagram is Pamela to be me. Wow. And does your mom have her own Facebook, too? Or <laughs> I, I wish. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Follow your we, sh- we should. <laughs> Honestly, we should I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be the status update. Yeah. That would be funny, yeah. actually. Um, so listen, uh, listeners, follow these guys, and um, because you're going to find out that they're they're putting together and they're working on on some things, and they could probably reach out to you if they have questions and they need inspiration, especially to Pamela, right? as an entrepreneur and um and if you need some technical <laughs> answers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for for anthony uh thank you guys for coming out to our podcast today no oh, thank you very much for having us
Yes, thank you very much. It's, it, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, well, and thank you for being a part of the, the mobile film community in, in San Diego and connecting with all those. What did you think about connecting with the filmmakers? It was amazing. It was awesome meeting filmmakers from all over the world, too. And it was probably one of the best like group of people I've met at a film festival. So that's what I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I know we keep saying that to Susie, and I don't think she really <laughs> believes us, but we uh, but we we do mean it. It was just a great, it was a great time. the The whole weekend was a great time. Unfortunately, we had to leave early on some of the days because because we do have my mom with Alzheimer's that we care for. But uh, just a great group of people, and if I just want to inspire somebody if, as a person that never had shot a film before, to just get up. And do it. Share your story, whatever it is, whether it's a community sh- story, whether it's a, something you have been wanting to write. It doesn't even have to be that long. Just just do it. Uh, and Susie has been the biggest inspiration going back to 2016 for me. And I'm so thankful that she does what she does in promoting this to help people that don't know what's possible for them. Because life is really about possibilities and there are so many creative people out there that don't even realize how creative that they are uh and so thank you Susie, not only for having us here today but for everything you do for this mobile mobile movement uh and i appreciate you well thank you way to make me blush (laughs) (laughs) sorry All right, and we'll see you guys in our next podcast. And by the way, we're opening for submissions on June 19th, so probably when you get this, we'll be opening. Um, And so submit your films. Um, I believe the deadline for the shorts is November 19th, uh, but don't hold me to that. Go to our website and find out, um, www.internationalmobilefilmfestival.com and find out about the the rules and um and the uh, and the deadlines um and how to submit your film and there's a a neat little easter egg i should say <laughs> surprise in the in the rules for this new film festival coming up but you'll have to go to the website and read about it all right bye guys Okay, wait, hold on. Before you leave us, um, on Twitter, uh, if you go to at SBP podcast on Twitter, um, you should follow us um, and we'll follow you back and uh, let's um, connect there. Uh, One of the things that I just did uh, yesterday was I posted a poll on Android editing apps um, and uh, that's for those of you who have an Android phone. Um, and the reason I did that is because there, there's a lot of talk about the, you know, the iPhone. And I'm trying to balance this out a little bit um, so that all you listeners who are using Androids uh, can learn and, uh, you know, empower yourselves uh, making movies with your phones just as like anybody else. And I know you're a lot of you are doing that, but some of you may be wondering, well, there's a lot of talk about the iPhone. What about Android? What can I use for the Android? So here's 
the results of the poll. Okay, uh, the choices were Filmora Go, Power Director, and Adobe Premiere Clip. And the winner, seventy-five uh, percent of you or uh, our followers or whoever saw this tweet, uh, voted on um, Adobe Premiere Clip, which was the winner. And then second, which was 25% of the votes went for Power Director. So that's it. There you have it. So if you want to know which is the most popular for, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of reasons, uh, the Adobe Premiere Clip is the winner. And if you follow us, uh, let us know, you know, tag us and let us know that you uh, heard us on on this podcast and we'll give you a shout right back and we'll retweet you. Um, and we may give some shout outs here in the podcast, in the podcast to some of you very soon, just trying to, you know, do some fun stuff with the podcast as well. And, uh, and give you guys chances to be, you know, a part of it. Um, even in, not just online, but in the podcast in any way, shape or form, Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week.